You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back with another edition of the Arrowhead Pride interview series. I'm the editor-in-chief of ArrowheadPride.com, Pete Sweeney. Happy to be joined by Kyle Posey. He is the editor of Niners Nation. And Kyle, we're at week seven. And I think based upon what we expected for both of our teams in the the NFL so far, a little bit of the underperforming going on, maybe more so you than me, but still, I I think, some unhappy fan bases, so to speak, right now. Do you think... It's because we're so spoiled that both fan bases <laughs> just kind of expect to trot out their players every week, win 30 to nothing, and then just sulk in the victory as the week goes along. I think it's gotten to that point. And I think these are two fan bases, too, that, that understand that they have Super Bowl caliber players. And so when the Chiefs do have two losses and the Niners do have three losses, you're a little bit more disappointed than than maybe you used to be. I don't know if you felt like this, but when I first started covering Kansas City, the big thing was winning a playoff game. Everyone just wanted to win a playoff game. And now as time has gone on, because they have the quarterback in place and the team in place, it isn't good enough anymore to simply make the playoffs or go to an AFC right. title game. It's a Super Bowl or bust thing. Yeah, it's pretty wild how quickly things can change. So I took over in 2019, and um, the 49ers were not good before then. They had not made the playoffs in a few years. They had gone through mm-hmm. a bunch of coaches, uh, had a low-level roster. And now, uh, 2019, they make the Super Bowl, obviously, against Chiefs. And then from there, every season, it seems like since then, it's Super Bowl or bust. And that's just how it's <laughs> going to continue to be. Well, the Chiefs won that game. We were sitting next to each other. And so fans in Kansas City finally got their Super Bowl after 50 years of waiting. I'd imagine in San Francisco, it it only made the hunger even greater. I I think Chiefs fans want to go back, but I'd imagine there is a a deep hunger to, to get this done. And it continues with week seven on Sunday, the Kansas City Chiefs visiting the San Francisco 49ers. That's at 325 p.m local time here kyle i want to get into the injury aspect of this game because it seems like that is what everyone is blaming the 49ers random loss to the atlanta falcons i know there are a lot of defensive starters missing when it comes to the injury update as of this week what do we need to know yeah so nick boss is the big one he was held out last week and kyle shanahan said it was more of a precautionary thing he's been dealing with a groin injury and 
he practiced on Wednesday, and it sounds like that he's going to play. Bosa said that he's pretty optimistic he'll be able to get on the field. Next one is Trent Williams, um, mm. another one of their best players, left tackle. He has been out for a while with a high ankle sprain, but he practiced, and it was in limited fashion, but the fact that he's back onto the field would suggest that he's going to play. The other big one is Jason Verrett. So he's a cornerback, and he hasn't yeah. played all season. He tore his ACL in week one of 2021. So he wasn't able to make it through practice last week. He was able to make it through practice yesterday. So that would suggest that he is going to play. Other than that, Charvarius Ward, who you are very familiar with, he was with yeah. the Chiefs last year. He did not practice yesterday. So uh, we will see if he won't be able to go. They're already banged up as it is, as you mentioned. So they only have one legitimate corner. So if, if Ward can't go, then it'll essentially be a one-for-one swap with him and Brett. And correct me if I'm wrong here, but Traverius Ward has been one of the better players for San Francisco. And so not only is he maybe missing out on playing his old team, but this could be somewhat of a break for the Chiefs. Oh, huge blow for them. Yeah, he's he's clearly been one of their best players. Um, they, they're able to do a lot more on defense because of the way of what he can do. And I think they were really looking for a guy who can just play press man coverage. And that has been Ward. So yeah, if he can't go, it'll be interesting to see if, if they play more of a not as aggressive against Patrick Mahomes. In the frame of this injury thing with San Francisco, it's funny. Offensive coordinator of the Chiefs, Eric Bieniemy, was asked about how you're preparing for a team that's full of injuries along defense. Do you compare, you know, prepare for the scheme, or or do you try to look at who the backups might be and prepare for them? And he kind of smiled at everybody and said, "It seems like when the Chiefs are are up, everyone seems to get healthy for that game. So it does seem like maybe the 49ers are are." trying their absolute best to be on the field as healthy as possible for this game. want to go quickly back to the, the Falcons game with you, Kyle. As you're watching this thing, do you blame this thing solely on injuries, or is there a greater concern that, that maybe Chiefs fans wouldn't know about that loss to the Falcons? Well, it's tough to win in the NFL when your entire starting defensive line isn't on the field. So, it, I mean, they fielded what was effectively a, a preseason a preseason team. But with that said, like Atlanta was still able to do whatever they wanted to on offense. And you can't take that away from him. Kyle Shannon talked about how they were just more physical. They kind of punched them in the mouth and it showed. And then you can't, you also, you can't give the ball away. So they had three turnovers. One was returned for a touchdown. So um, assuming that doesn't happen, the game will be close this week, but I think it is fair to give the Falcons credit and not blame everything um, on injuries for the 49ers. Okay. All right. Good to know. The Falcons won 28-14. The Chiefs are also coming off of a loss. And it's funny. I, I know that when you have fan bases, the, the thing that they don't like to see is both teams coming off a loss that they really wish that they didn't have. And so I don't know if yes. something's going to have to give where one of these teams is going to have a, a two-game losing streak. The Chiefs, of course, this is their last game before the bye week. I want to talk to you about quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo. How has he been since retaking this job? Is that floor of Garoppolo hurting this team at this point? How would you evaluate his performance? Yeah, the first week that he actually took over as a starter was against Denver, and everybody got to see that. And it was not pretty on Sunday Night Football. Mm -hmm. That was when he stepped out of the back of the end zone, and you're never going to forget that and probably never going to be able to live that one down. But since then, he's actually played pretty well, and he has turned the ball over. He turned the ball over at the end of the half last week. That really didn't have any effect or impact on the game, but he did have another interception that you just can't throw that pass. So he does have those head-scratching throws, but by and large, I think he's done a better job of just pushing the ball down the field. That's been a lot of 49ers fans' biggest 
you know, it's tough to play quarterback. It's tough to win in this league on offense when you don't have a guy who throws the ball beyond 10 yards. And that was been one of his biggest critics. So what we're seeing the last couple of weeks or so is just almost the opposite way where he's just throwing everything down the field. And it's really opened up things for the offense. So I think he has played well. And I, what we're seeing, I mean, as far as the social media wise goes, we are so married to an old take that we're not able to move <laughs> off of Jimmy's doing this, Jimmy's doing that. So it, yeah. it's been kind of funny to watch, but he's going against Patrick Mahomes, man. And, and just right. those, those comparisons don't really exist. There's like one quarterback, maybe two in the NFL that you know, come close to what Mahomes can do. Now you're, you're mentioned that, that Jimmy is taking some more, some more deep shots. I, I've noticed that it, statistically, it seems like Debo's picked up right where he left off and Brandon Ayuk is, having a breakout fair to say those two things what has been your evaluation of of Debo and then Ayuk yeah I think with Debo he as you said he's the same guy he's just you give him the ball he's probably going to run through somebody's face and he's probably going to break a tackle and he's probably going to make a big play I think the 49ers are trying to figure out how do we give Debo the ball how do we give Ayuk the ball all while being able to give Kittle the ball at the same time and I don't think they've really found that balance but you can't go wrong with giving Ayuk the ball. He's he's been breaking out the last couple of weeks. Kyle Shanahan's been heaping his praise, and I think it was kind of showing onto the field. I think he is their best playmaker, and when the offense runs through him, is when they have the most success. So I am interested to see if he's featured again because last week was the most targets he had in a couple of seasons, and I think that's pretty telling of where they think the the direction of the offense should head. I'm sure you've heard this, but there was a call on San Francisco radio. Ayuk, Ayuk, Ayuk is on fire, and uh, it was it was it was electric uh, to to say the least. And I, I think the Chiefs fans will be hoping that Ayuk, Ayuk won't be on fire <laughs> on on Sunday in Sunday's game. You mentioned it a little bit, but I want to dive a little bit deeper into George Kittle with Debo playing the way he is, and Ayuk, like we said, it's it's a guy right now that you watch the highlights, and he needs targets. So how does George Kittle, who has been one of the better tight ends in the game fit in, in all of this. It is so bizarre to just watch them use Kittle because there are some series where he's effectively an offensive tackle and he's just blocking. And that drives you insane because last week they had a play where there's a tight end running down the middle of the field, wide open, over 20 yards, ball hits him in the hands and he drops it. And instantly everybody's going, why isn't that going to George Kittle? And for whatever reason, yeah. they're not using him in the, on those type of plays. His season stats don't look great. Uh, you always wonder. I mean, there's always going to be the Kelsey and Kittle comparisons, but he got 10 targets last week with that said, and, and that's going to be ignored. So um, I, I wish I had an answer. I have no idea. I, I, again, I think it goes back to Shanahan. Just, I don't, I don't want to say he's lost in just dividing up the targets for the weapons, but um, I think he, he sees one guy and all right, I got to stick to that guy. And it's not, all right, let me go here, here and here and just keep the, the opposing defense off balance. Yeah. As a pure fan of football and, and watching it, it's frustrating to watch what Kittle has become sort of just because I remember a guy that Travis Kelsey breaks the single season record and, and George Kittle about 20 minutes later is like, I, I don't think so. And he's that guy and, yeah. and he's rare. He's rare. And so it, it I, I guess, you really, if you're a Chiefs fan, wouldn't be rooting out for the breakout in this one. But I think the NFL is is better when these tight ends are are cooking, and we've seen it from Andrews and Kelsey. And you'd like to see Kittle and, and Waller be able to pick it up, I think as well. All right, I want to flip back to the defensive side of the ball, and we had mentioned uh, Demeco Ryan's. He's a former Andy Reid player, actually. Andy Reid was asked about him this week and said he's a phenomenal person, 
absolutely brilliant as a player, just understanding the game. And you're seeing that now as a coach. So I'm very happy for him. He's one of those guys you pull for unless you're playing him like they are on Sunday. So how do you expect Ryan's to maybe scheme up the, the chiefs and what they do? Yeah, he's pretty incredible with what he's been able to do um, over the last year and a half now. I wonder if he's going to take a page out of what Leslie Frazier did. Obviously, it helps to have pass rushers like Nick Bosa and, you know, mm-hmm. Von Miller gave the Chiefs fits last week. It helps to have cover guys, too. So that'll be a big one. If they can have Ward and Verrett out there, I think we're going to see more man mixed in and, right. and just kind of make Juju Smith kind of make those wide receivers win on the outside as opposed to. Um, it, for whatever reason, and I know he's a special player, but it seems like Travis Kelsey is running open every other play. <laughs> I don't know why it's so hard for defenses to focus on their best player, but maybe that's just more of a kudos uh, to Andy Reid. But I would imagine they do everything possible to take Kelsey away. So Shanahan yeah. rarely talks about players. And on Wednesday, he went out of his way. He said he talked about Kelsey before he talked about Mahomes. So I think that kind of tells us. That's who they're going to be looking to take away. So um, force the ball to go outside of the numbers and not to Kelsey. Yeah, well, it it it's weird to say this because a, a couple of games ago, Travis Kelsey had four touchdowns, but the Raiders actually did a nice job defending him. They only held him to 25 yards. You take 25 yards from Kelsey right. because you're usually putting yourself in a good position, but it was just in the red zone. He was able to get the the four touchdowns, and and so I think they had a pretty good plan, and I I do anticipate that extra attention. What's been good for Chiefs fans, if you had a couple games here where MVS has shown production, Juju might have had his breakout game last week. So I, I think Chiefs fans are hoping that could continue, especially if Ryan's and Shanahan are really able to scheme Kelsey out of the game yardage wise. I think that's where you're going to have to win, and and the run game, of course, needs to get going for Kansas City as well. All right, uh, Kyle, I want to go to you for your score prediction of this one. Do you have any inkling of how this might go? How do you feel uh, the Chiefs and 49ers will finish? All week we've heard, we've been talking about, at least on our side, of what's wrong with the 49ers offense. And, mm-hmm. I mean, we've been talking about the weapons they have. Other teams would kill to have the, the yeah. number of good players that the 49ers do. So I think they are able to get right offensively. But I don't think that they're going to be able to slow down the Chiefs. And the, holding the Chiefs to 20 points seems like a minor miracle, and the Bills were able to do that last week. I think it's going to be closer to the 30s for both teams. It sounds like a homer pick, but I do think the 49ers win. They're at home. But I know both teams are off a loss. But last week was more about you know not having a bunch of good players, uh, just a few good players. And I think, again, the blueprint that the Bills showed is something that – like. The 49ers have the personnel to copy that. So um, right. it, it'll be more about the Chiefs defense not holding up their end as opposed to the Chiefs offense letting you guys down. So I think it's going to probably be 28-25 is where I'll go. Weird score in this one. Okay, so 28-25 to 25, 49ers. That's the voice of Kyle Posey. He is the lead editor for Niners Nation. If you want to see what's going on on the other side of the, the ball, this week check out NinersNation.com. kyle thank you for joining us my man and we will hopefully get you back on for a super bowl rematch in january no it's february now it's like mid-february in the super bowl so hopefully uh we'll get you back on uh for, for that uh, during that week and for those of you listening thank you for joining us on another edition of the arrowhead pride interview series